had a crazy march. I successfully defended my dissertation on Native athletes giving back to their community, which included a documentary film, which I'm super excited about. Working on getting that so I can share it publicly. If you're interested, feel free to hit me up on social media and all that good stuff. But So successfully defended the dissertation, which was an amazing experience and just huge weight lifted off my shoulder. Super excited, so I'm officially Dr. Natalie Welch, and um, it still doesn't seem real, and I also am going to be happy to announce that I'm going to be some, some quote, personal news. I'm going to be taking a position at uh, Linfield College out in McMinnville, Oregon. It's about 30 miles outside of Portland, so my old stomping grounds in the Pacific Northwest um, I'm really excited because all my friends at Nike, all my friends at Wyden Kennedy, and my kind of family out in the um, Pacific Northwest, I will get to kind of be close to again. But more importantly, excited about um, the opportunity to be part of a sport management program in a business school that's really just growing. I'm actually going to be the first full-time sport management faculty um, in this program. It's transitioning from a minor to a major. So um I was just thinking, I, I don't know if there's any other natives in sport management, um, but I don't know if there's definitely not a, like any a native woman in sport management. So I'm pretty proud um, to kind of serve um, as a representation and also just kind of further our education of uh, to people about native athletes and really build some relationships with the tribes out in Oregon and, you know, helping uh, get some awareness to around um, the opportunities um, at the D3 level. I'm really excited at small school, small classes. Um, I'm really pumped and I would love to hear any um, thoughts or um, recommendations as far as programming and that kind of thing for all my sport management listeners, all that good stuff, or just, you know, sports fans in general. I am just overwhelmingly um, blown away by how fortunate I am for the opportunities I've had and the support I've had and I want to thank everyone um, for all their help and their support. I um, am really happy with this pod that's coming up. I talked with um, Eric Swiftwater um, from Pine Ridge, and he um, he's had a really um, he's had a he's had a, cha- a challenging life, but he's really one of the most optimistic people um, and just positive people I've really talked to. And I actually interviewed him about three years ago for some research I was doing and just seeing his growth in these, you know, three years has been amazing. Um, his athletic career hasn't really worked out as, um, swimmingly as you would hope, but he really has been successful in the classroom and, um, you'll talk, hear him talk about getting, he's going to be getting a double, graduating with a double major soon and, um, still has some eligibility football wise. So he's still trying to pursue that. And, 
more importantly, just being involved in his community and helping other youth. So I'm really excited to share that conversation with you. And again, thanks to all my listeners, um, especially sticking with me. It's been uh, been a few weeks, but I'm happy to be back, happy to um, have a great guest for you and look forward to more conversations soon. So hope you enjoy the pod. Thanks. Hello. Hey, Eric. Hi, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm so glad I get the chance to catch up. Yeah, for real. It's been a long time. Yeah, I was looking over all my stuff, and it looks like it was about almost three years ago. It'll be three years ago this fall. been a long time. Yeah. So, are you okay with me recording? Yeah, it's fine. Perfect. Okay, so let's just kind of start from where we kind of chatted last time I would love to hear kind of what's happened since we talked last you were I think going into your kind of sophomore football playing season and then you had a year you were out with an injury right yeah I dislocated my elbow in my first catch of my junior year I was out for the entire year oh man how how was that that had to be brutal Yeah, it hurt, <laughs> definitely. Um, it was my first season-ending injury. You know, I've never had an injury keep me out for an entire season before until that. So it was took some adapting, but, I mean, it never slowed down, like, my work ethic or anything like that. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And how do you how do you kind of – how do you heal a elbow? <laughs> uh, a lot of forearm workouts. Yeah. Uh, and forearm workouts. Uh, luckily, I didn't strain, tear, like, break anything in my elbow. All the muscles around my elbow were just super uh, spread out, so they just had to be compressed back to back to their normal size so they could hold my elbow back in place. So just a lot of forearm workouts. Gotcha, gotcha. So for people who are listening who might not know anything about you, I guess we should start at the very beginning. Can you just kind of describe kind of where you're from? Gosh, are you 23 now? Yeah, I'm 23 now. Ooh, Jordan here. Let's go. Uh, oh okay yeah that's right you're you're that generation i forget (laughs) uh well uh i grew up in uh pine ridge south dakota i'm from the pine ridge indian reservation uh i went to school off the reservation i was able to get a athletic scholarship to play football at black hill state university um, I'll be receiving two degrees, one in psychology and one in sociology here in the next uh, fall. Uh, it's been a long journey, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. I'm so happy to hear that. So, are, and you're still at Black Hills, right? Uh, well, no, not currently. Okay. Uh, due to some financial situations, I had to take a few classes off right now, but I'm still pursuing online, and I think I have like three more classes left to finish. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then playing-wise, you're still, you still have a year left? Uh, I do still have a year of eligibility, although it probably won't be used this next year just because of how everything played out with my financial situation this yeah. year. Yeah, that's a bummer. And that's kind of the whole... Yeah, there's been a lot of talk recently about how, you know, everyone thinks natives get all their school paid for by the government, and that is absolutely not true. <laughs> absolutely not true. I can't tell you how many times when I first got up to Black Hills, I mean, that was the regular comment people made to me, and I'm like, I mean, I, I'm still taking out loans every year. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so, it's such a bummer because it's just such another one of those stereotypes, you know. And how have you dealt with, I know – Pine Ridge is kind of the infamous, you know, for being, you know, kind of 
just the poor, you know, the poorest with like a high suicide rates. How did you kind of know that when you were growing up there, or did was that something you like didn't realize until later? How did that happen? Um, well, I guess growing up, like I knew it was a struggle, but like I mean, growing up, I didn't know any different, and yeah. I knew we had lots of uh, problems going around our reservation and stuff like that. And I knew of, I guess I was aware of all of it, but I guess I didn't see like the full impact of it. Because, I mean, it was normalized for me, you know, I grew up here, did everything that I had to do here, so when people ask me, you know, like, oh, how's it like, Pine Ridge, is it this, is it that, it's like, I mean, I don't know, that's home to me, you know? Yeah, I mean? so, exactly, that's... I, I don't see it like that, I see, I'm not oblivious to the bad things that go on, but I know that there are so many other good things. Yes, exactly, that was the funniest thing for me when I left, it was like, they're like, well, what is it like, and it's like, it's hard to describe, compare, you have nothing to compare it to, because it's exactly. just... It's just your life, and it's just your your kind of upbringing, and I think the community is definitely underrated, and it's hard to explain how kind of that your family isn't just like your mom and your dad and your brother and your sister. It's your your family is very extended. Like I think you you said you were raised by your grandma. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. She actually got custody of us when I got out of foster care, and uh, she was the one that uh, was our guardian for most of my high school years. Yeah, and how old were you then when you got out of foster care? Uh, 13 at the time. Oh, wow. So what was, well, do you remember that at all? Oh, I remember from the moment we got in to the moment we got out. That that whole period of my life right there is, I feel like I'll never forget those yeah. moments. You know what I mean, I could tell you day one, day two, day three, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, and because I know you didn't have the greatest <laughs> um, experience with that. Uh, no, it was uh, troublesome at first, you know, being put up from the siblings and then going to a house with my siblings and being mistre- mistreated there and then getting put into a group home. It was, it was a wild ride, uh, something we were, need, none of us were used to. And I think it all kind of took a toll on us, but I feel like that's what also made our bond that much stronger whenever we got to be reunited. Yeah, and is your sister, is she still playing? Is she still in college? I remember she uh, was... My younger sister is taking the semester off. She's actually in the same boat that I am. We're both trying to save up money yeah. right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. And it makes me so mad because I just, like, I'm, like, for kids like you, I'm, like, you guys should have your school paid for without any problems. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's really, it's really discouraging. But, but I'm just so proud of you, like, persevering and doing the online classes and has, um, what is... Have you stayed in contact with your team? Has that really, have those relationships kind of stayed? Um, my teammates, yes. Yeah. Uh, my teammates have been more supportive than a lot of people have been. And I think one thing that kind of hurt me was, I mean, getting the, kind of the backlash from uh, the coaching side of things and not being able to get help from there kind of hurt the relationship that I had up there. But, I mean, the players and my peers have uh, respected me and given me much support since all of this has happened so I, I appreciate them more than ever yeah so are you like living in pine ridge now or are you yeah home? yeah okay. i'm actually back home right now i'm yeah. in the midst of getting me an apartment and getting everything figured out down there they have a few opportunities down here with a couple youth youth initiative programs that they got going and uh they want me to be the coordinator uh, down here in thunder valley so i think i'm gonna apply for that get that going and where we can take off from there, you know. I mean, especially with me finishing online, I'll have a lot more time. And one thing that's really changed from me leaving here and me coming back now is really just being the education side of things and 
growing up, you see all the things that are going wrong and all the things that need to change. And it's like, I feel like now I'm at a point in my life where I can actually do something about it. And yeah. um, I'm excited to start taking those steps. I got a few things planned up right now, but it's muddy waters right now. I don't yeah. really know what I'm doing, but I know I want to do something. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like you're doing kind of every day you're doing something. It's not like you're just kind of being stagnant, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and because you're, are you also coaching, is that right, or? Yeah, yeah, I help coach a traveling team. We actually got a tournament down in Denver this weekend. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So, will that be some of the first, like, times these kids have been out of Pine Ridge, or? Uh, Well, um, they kind of do it how we did it when I was in high school. Uh, We traveled all across the country to play basketball. I mean, I've been everywhere on the West Coast, everywhere in the Midwest, and most places on the East Coast to play basketball. So a lot of kids get a, get a lot of opportunities to go out of South Dakota and off the rest to play basketball. So yeah. it's a experience. And the one tournament that we're going to this weekend is like the second largest uh, all-Native American basketball tournament in the country. Uh, it's in Denver. It's called All West. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty big tournament, and I know the kids love it. I enjoyed it so much when I was in high school. My senior year, I won the dunk contest down there. It's That's a blast. so awesome. So I'm excited to see the other side of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you been playing basketball any or doing Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, the pre- previous two weekends that I've been home, I've played each weekend. So. Yeah, <laughs> got to love the res ball. Got That's what I'm saying. Totally love like it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. What – so – what led you to psychology and sociology as your kind of degrees? Uh, well, when I first got to college, you know, I kind of followed the wave of where all the athletes went. You know, I was an exercise science major just because it kind of fit the portfolio. And we're yeah. getting through, like, halfway through my freshman year, and I'm sitting here like, all right, these classes are boring, they're hard, I'm not interested. What do I do? I took a general psych class that next semester, and it was over from there. I think it just intrigued me so much. Uh, not only to learn about uh, how the mind works, but how it plays out and how it affects you with your interactions toward everyone else. You know what I mean? Not only that, but getting to figure out and kind of put the puzzle pieces together of myself. You know what I mean? Having the knowledge about all of the things that are going on with me and how things from my past have affected me now and how they still play and affect me now. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, just understanding kind of your kind of how your emotions and kind of where they come from is huge. That's something I think all, all of us kind of struggle with. So if you can have some of the, know some of the science behind it, that's, that's huge. Yeah, exactly. And with sociology, uh, that was actually going to be my minor. And come this last year, I'm talking to my advisor, who is my fairy godmother, by the way. If yeah. She, she's been self-helpful. Shout out Earl Marcus, uh, yeah. head of the Native for her at Blackfield State University. She is an amazing, amazing help and support there for all Native kids there. Yeah. But um, she's, we're sitting there having a combo, and she's like, well, you have enough credits to get a major in sociology right now and a psych major later. And I was like, well, well let's just do both. Yeah. So that and just getting to learn how society works and how, you know, the class systems, uh, social stratification, stuff of that sort. It was just so intriguing to actually get knowledge about the stuff that we see every day but we can't point out because we don't know what they are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Especially as a minority and situations you grew up in, like, that had to be just, like... It's, it helps so much, and it helps you kind of 
not only are you like making sense of your own emotions, but you're making sense of like the power structures and everything around you. And it can definitely, I feel like it can be frustrating, but it's also like really helpful to kind of just know like, okay, these are, these things are like this, you know, because of this happening, you know, a thousand years ago or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I made a joke to my friend. I was like, is it better to be educated and know that you can't do much to change it or uneducated and not know that change is possible? Yeah, no, that's such a good point. It's such a good point. And I think I definitely would take the educated because at least you can like try to, you know, yeah, exactly. you can, you can try a little bit and at least, you know, have an impact. I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed is with native athletes, especially it's just like this desire to like help the youth and like help their community be better and it's there's just weird combination between I think what we as natives are taught kind of culturally as as part of like community over individual and then also when you're an athlete and it's kind of the same thing where it's team over me so it's kind of this really cool nexus and something you said I tell people a lot is that how you know, when you went to school and had your team, you had that community there. Whereas some kids that go off to school, they don't have that. And so it kind of helped make it a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. Just the camaraderie instantly. I mean, especially when you get to the college level. I mean, most, most people are there to compete at a very high level. And a lot of the athletes there understand that, especially with football, I mean, such a team sport. The biggest team sport there is is... You can't do it without one another, and just the bonds you build there go so far. Then the football field is awesome. Yeah, yeah. What's your what's your kind of best Black Hills football memory? Uh, if we're speaking strictly like this playing wise, yeah, um, I would have to say it would be going seven and four with uh, the team that we had that year, which was Black Hill State's uh, best football team in their division two history we had the best we were the first d2 team with a winning record uh broke a bunch of school records that year i mean i've never had such a fun time playing football with a bunch of great people it was a blast yeah that's so great and that's another thing i feel like gets left out a lot of the conversation is division two you hear a lot about division one division three but i feel like division two you don't hear as much about yeah, definitely, and I mean, one of the things that really stuck out with me, and the more I branched out and got to meet players from across the country, you know, other players from other teams, is that the only thing that separates a lot of D1 players from D2 players is maybe they're missing one thing, you know, speed, height, strength, that usually there's only one difference between a D1 player and a D2 player, but you make the most of what you can, and I feel like I definitely made the most out of my opportunity uh, yeah. growing mentally physically and just as a man in general I think it was a great opportunity yeah that had to be so helpful to like to be you know going through that injury but at the same time kind of studying psychology and kind of understanding because it could be I, I know some you know injuries can be so disabling or just you know just so defeating and so at least you kind of were kind of understanding a little bit more about how your mind was working <laughs> Yeah, definitely, and I mean, for as long as I can remember, I never once told myself, you know, all right, this was it, like, I'm done and everything yeah. like that. For me, sports has always been that outlet for me, you know, they tell you when you're, as soon as you're a young kid, you know, you'll go as hard as you work in sports, and I've lived by that for my entire life, so we'll see how far, see how far that goes. I got a couple opportunities to play uh, some professional football, so I'm going to see really? how Really, yeah. 
Well, and since you still have a year of eligibility, you could do grad school, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing I'm looking at, and especially with me already having two majors, I might as well get a have a bachelor's in sociology and a master's in psych. Uh, yeah. That was kind of my idea behind it. Yeah, absolutely. You should, yeah, you should definitely do that. And there's, I feel like there's always teams looking for, you know, a good grad transfer, and yeah, that would be that would be awesome. So, do you see yourself kind of? no matter what happens playing-wise, returning to the community and doing that work in the community? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the reason why when I'm back now, like, I'm starting to, like, push forward those things. Uh, I'm planning a community cleanup project here for when uh, the weather's starting to finally start clearing up. We've gotten so much rain and all the flooding that's been going on yeah. down here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to bring up all the trash. And the big highway we have here is the Highway 18. You know, it connects most of the roads, road, our main towns up here. And uh, driving it, when I first got down here, and I was just looking like, man, there's so much trash. And it just kind of dawns on me, like, we, we could do stuff about this. I mean, yeah. one of the biggest problems that I saw was, is that growing up, everyone tells you, all right, these are the things that go wrong. You know, these are the bad things around us. But nobody tells us how to fix it. Nobody tells mm-hmm. us what to do. Like, nobody offers up any solutions. They just keep telling us what's wrong and that we need to do something. And it's like, all right, well... My idea behind it all is the first step is that we need to do something, at least something. And I feel like with especially us, the younger generation kind of getting older now, my generation, I guess you could say, with us leading that, the kids will want to come out more because they see the people that they grew up with looking up to doing it as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just getting the yeah. initiative for everyone to come out and help. You know what I mean? It's not just my community. It's our community. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it'll be... It'll be normal to them you know the same that and to you know it'll have them thinking more creatively of how they can solve problems like having those problem solving skills is just so so critical and when you have I think too time too many times our our reservations or our communities get stuck in this mindset of you know we can't change we can't do anything to change it and or we're waiting on something else to happen and it's like you gotta sometimes you have to just go out and do it you know and make it and that's so great. I'm so freaking proud of you. That's really awesome. And I'm glad you shout out your advisor, too, because I think that's another really crucial piece is that all these people kind of in the background and I've gotten to meet, I've, you know, just talking to people in different programs, especially schools with a high Native population, like having those people there that kind of can understand. It's, it's, it's hard because I try not to, like, say, well, all Natives are the same because our tribes are all different, but... There is something that, like, can link us kind of together and that there's some, like, there's always kind of this need to, like, help each other out and stuff. So, is everyone, like, is your family in the flooding? Is everything, like, at least, are you, is our things getting better or is that? Yeah, from what I know, uh, things are getting better. There was, like, a two, maybe a day and a half period there where nobody had water. I know that the one of the water pipes got leaked into, like, it got flooded into, so we were getting bad water there for a second. But, I mean, roads are cleared up now. I mean, it is raining today, though, so we'll see yeah. about that. Yeah. But, I mean, oh. for the most part, it's on, it's on its way up. You know what I mean? I think we hit the yeah. lowest part of it, so. Yeah. Well, that's, but it, it, was, it was crazy. There were baseball fields up to the fences uh, filled up with water. Like, I have never seen that much water down there. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and people, and no one really knew about it. You know, it's it's such a overlooked, it's, thankfully, there's, it's, I think, 
the journalism in native country has grown so much and, and social media helps a ton and but oh, but it's so it's so overlooked it's um it's really and it just it's again it goes back to this how society kind of the power structures and all that it's yeah. shows you a lot um but yeah i'm trying to think of anything else so um oh and you got a puppy right do you still have your puppy four months old i was actually just like she was trying to make noises i'm like no i'm gonna well, I say that as my puppies, like, break in because they've been outside and playing outside and they're um, little beagle puppies. So, um, what kind of dog is she? She's a chocolate lab. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. what's, her, when, what's her name? Presley Jean. Presley Jean. After anything in particular? Uh, well, it started out with a couple things. It was Paisley, and then I was like, oh, it kind of reminds me of Presley. And then, so my mom, my auntie, and my sister all have, uh, well, not my mom. I have a lot of uh, family members with the middle name Jean. Yeah. And the girl, first girl puppy that I had, so I was in a Presley, I don't know, Presley Jean just kind of run with it, and I was like, I have matches, so Presley Jean. That's, that's awesome. That's a beautiful name. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw your picture when you first got her, and I was like, definitely need to ask about that. I want I can start a whole series on, like, res dog puppies. <laughs> yeah. Really. They're too funny. Um, are you, have you been watching any of, like, the NCAA tournament? Are you into that? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm super happy Michigan State finally put out Duke. Like, I was a big fan of Duke and everything like that, but they were testing their luck the entire tournament. Yes, facts. I, <laughs> I hate Duke. I grew up Carolina fan, so it's oh, like. Oh, I am a Carolina fan yeah. myself, don't worry. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, I went to UCF, so that game was a heartbreaker. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I was kind of like you, it was kind of like. They've made a deal with the devil, and I just couldn't believe they were able to get beat. So that was that kind of made it. And then Tennessee, our guys, I'm so bummed about that because we had a really we had a really great year, but it still kind of feels like a disappointment. And some of the guys I've had in my class, and so they're and they're just a bunch of nerds, so they're like good good kids, and like so it's yeah. always it's yeah, so much uh, first team all American, didn't they? Yeah, Tennessee. yeah, and they it's so much different too when you like know them as students it's like it's uh it's such a weird thing have you know just the ncaa in general <laughs> that could be yeah. a whole that's a whole other podcast but um well, i've always wondered that you know i yeah. mean i've i've had a, i've built great relationships with the professors up at black hills and they're they're always talking to me about everything like that i've always wondered how how they viewed it from the professor side of things you know what i mean seeing us outside of our athletics and getting to see us as you know, just humans for once, and then getting to see us as the athletes that we are, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool that they get to experience both sides, because, you know, most people only get one side or the other. Yeah, exactly, and I, after we talked originally, I went through this whole period of looking at identity and what, like, identity means, like, what does it even mean to be Native, and, you know, how blood quantum was nothing that we would ever done ourselves, it was something that was kind of forced on us, and... Um, all this deep diving on that, and it's like, yeah, you can't, you're, and you're not just, you know, when you're on the field, you're an athlete, when you're in the classroom, you're a student, but, like, you, you're both, you know, you're both, and so, it is, and it's, when you're, when you teach, the, how, teach athletes in that class, and you have them play, it's like they're your kids out there, it's really, um, really nerve-wracking, and you're not, and you're not critical of them, like, I used to be so critical of, like, players, and now I'm just like, you know, he probably had tests, so, <laughs> or, like, you know, it's, it's just, and then last night I was watching our baseball team and they got, it was like 
10 o'clock at night when they got done and I was like they have they were in class this morning they have to be in class tomorrow like that has to be so tough like we you just yeah you don't understand that as I don't think professors understand it I don't think other students understand it they kind of just even at every level you know it's it's really yeah, interesting exactly. it, 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 it is a full-time job and it does take a lot of commitment and a lot of great time management yeah that's and that's what most of I think I think people don't realize too is that sport isn't just about the game but it, what it teaches you how to be responsible and especially when you're playing at a high level um, have you been have you connected with other like native athletes that you didn't like from other from other reservations or even from Pine Ridge oh yeah definitely um, I've actually met these two brothers down in uh, Fort Lewis they play football down there right now I met their well, their mom followed me on Instagram and I ended up following her and her kids through there and found out they were going to Fort Lewis, went down to Fort Lewis, got to meet them and their whole family. It was actually kind of nice, you know. It, it, it was great to see another Native, two other Native athletes, not only playing at the same level, but in the same conference, you know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, we're a dime a dozen, but the talent level on the reservations everywhere is bar none, sub bar none, you know what I mean? Like, well, we could compete with anyone. It's just a matter of us doing it, you know what I mean? Having Absolutely. the right people around us to do it. Having the right coaching and the right things to do it. I think the biggest, the biggest part that we lack in is we can teach the kids all we want about how to play sports and everything like that, but we don't get taught on how to do the academic side of things mm-hmm. and how to get our academic side of things done in order to play college sports. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there, it's like a lack of that understanding, but also a lack of like you know coaches coming to a reservation or under you know. They kind of write native kids off a lot of times. I feel like that, you know, they're like, oh, they see it kind of as a lost cause in a lot of situations. And that's, I get, it's so funny. I was just, you know, I was just in a conference in Arizona and I meet people all the time and they're just like, so why? Because I crunched all the numbers and like out of all the NCAA athletes, there's only like, it's like 0.2%, point not even a whole person, like not even a half of a percent of them are native. And it's like, why, I mean, why, like, why is that not translating? Because we have such great athletes, and I think you're right. I think a big part of it is they're either, they're not prepared on that educational side, and they, or they're just not even given the opportunity in the first place. I think it's a kind of a combination of the two things. It's, um, and I'm so happy, though, because I've had people come up to me, and they're like, I want to be a coach. How do I find Native athletes? And so... I'm just like, yes, that's what we need. <laughs> we absolutely need, like, just being more people, as many advocates as we can, and then having advisors and having people, coaches and stuff like that, that can kind of understand. And I think getting past, like, the stereotypes and, like, you know, just what people think of when they think of, you know, Native Americans. And I, I was so adamant that I was like, you know, I didn't want to really do research or talk about the mascot stuff, but it all plays back into that stereotypes and how we're viewed in greater society and the whole implicit bias. Like people don't realize they, it's not like they understand that they are thinking of us in this way, but it is, it's just been something they've seen their entire lives. They've seen the Washington Redskins. So that's what they think of, you know, they don't think of actual human beings. Yeah, and it, it, took, it, it takes a minute, you know, you, um, especially when you get up to college and you have to start, like, kind of explaining your stuff, you know what I mean? Because they're going to hit you with a lot of questions about that type of stuff. And 
it is nice to be surrounded by a lot of open-minded people. And I, I chose to, I'm thankful I kind of credit my mom to it a lot, is just being so open-minded about things, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't pass judgment for them not knowing because they weren't taught anything, you know what I mean? All they yeah. see is a Washington Redskins logo, you know what I mean? Like, those yeah. are the only things that they know and the only things that they're taught. So they're highly uneducated in our culture, in our uh, our way of life and the way things happen down here. And I mean, I can't blame them for that, but I can do my best to educate them in a positive way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for you because, yeah, you still, you're getting that, so you're, you got your education locked down. No, no worries. I'm not worried about that. And then you still have this great opportunity to play, and I'm sure you're training and working out hard. And um, you're, you're, and you're, like, training kids too, right, coaching and training? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I get a lot of kids that are uh, always asking me to work out and lift and stuff like that too. So it's great being able to take the knowledge that I learned from my time up at Black Hills and getting to bring it down here and uh, pass it on to everyone down here. I mean, I could only imagine what it would have been like to have these type of this type of knowledge when I was in high school or younger. You know what I mean? With someone that I grew up with that I looked up to teaching me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you had to deal with any like haters? I'm sure you have. I mean. It, it comes and it goes, you know, I mean, honestly, most of it comes from a lot of my, a lot of my peers, I wouldn't call them my peers, but people around my age, you know what I mean, stuff yeah. like that, but I noticed that when I started coming back home a lot more, I started getting, like, a lot more respect, you know what yeah. I mean, I, just, I think it just goes, you know, just because, I mean, I'm not someone that's going to sit around and with everything, but I want to help, you know what I mean, I don't, I don't have to take the time out of my day, but I want to, and it's not something that I think about, or think hard about but I mean I want to give back you know I, this is my home as much as it is yours that just because I left for a couple of years doesn't mean I forgot you know yeah yeah absolutely and even I've struggled with this a lot is like even though I'm not there I'm like advocating for for us and exactly. you know I'm really trying to like help not just our community but the whole entire native community as a whole and it's it's definitely it's a struggle it's a challenge but it's it sounds like you've really got a really strong hold on it you see I I mean just in two or three years you just seem like you've grown so much and I'm just so happy to um um but that I mean that's as expected those are some really formative years that's so great um it's all experience though with experience comes knowledge absolutely are you um are you open to kind of going anywhere for like opportunities playing this wise or yeah, yeah. actually uh, there's, a, there's a school out towards ohio that i've actually been in contact with and talked about joining their master's program out there um got a couple local schools i mean i don't want to like name drop but i mean yeah <laughs> I, i've got that a few looks right now i mean i'm not gonna throw it out there like that but i'm I'm just going to keep it mild right now. I mean, I got a lot of other stuff that I want to focus on. But um, uh, football is one of those sports where you don't get to play this sport for your entire life. I can come back home for however many next years of my life and play in a basketball tournament. You know, Absolutely. I can, do that. <laughs> I can play softball as long as I want. But full yeah. contact football at this level, you know, you don't get these opportunities a lot. And let alone playing college, but to continue to playing after college is even more rare territory. So absolutely, I'm, I'm definitely going to push it as far as I can. I mean, if I only have this short window, I might as well make the most of my opportunity now. I mean, absolutely. I got my entire life to do everything else that I have planned in my head, and I only have this short window to make my my personal dreams of playing football happen. So 
We're going to do that first, and we'll go from there, you know what I mean? But in the meantime, we'll be starting stuff down here. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and you, yeah, you just have the perfect mindset. Is there anything, because I like to kind of challenge the stereotypes that most people have. I mean, they kind of take Native people, Native athletes, especially for granted. But is there anything that you would say that, you know, something about Native athletes that, or just, you know, your experience in general that most people didn't really understand or maybe took for granted? About Native athletes? Yeah. I think they take for granted how much it means to us and how much it actually matters and how much it, like, how, how, how dear we hold our our respective sports to us, you know yeah. what I mean? For the sport that we grew up playing to get us away from all of the negativity and all of the hurt that does surround us when we are younger and we are down here growing up, for that sport to finally lift us and get us to another opportunity, to another platform so we can start helping and stuff like that, I feel like it means so much more, you know what I mean? And I'm not discrediting anybody else that says they love football and comes from a non-reservation town because I'm sure they do and stuff like that. But right. for me, personally, I feel like it means so much more because there's almost an expectation and a sense of pressure that comes with it once you leave and you start doing those things, you know what I mean? Like, you have so much more people supporting you and believing in you. I mean, there's an entire community pushing you and wherever you go, it's like, oh, how you doing? You still at this school? You still playing and stuff like that? Like, it, it, it comes with the territory, but it, it's a lot of expectation, a lot of pressure, but it's also getting to do what you love at a very high level. And there's so many kids that are capable of doing it, but I feel like they get embodied. It's almost like a culture shock when you leave, you know what I mean? It is mm-hmm. a culture shock. It is, absolutely. And I feel like that's the part that gets uh, gets to a lot of Native athletes is that culture shock. But I feel like just the passion. I feel like the passion for the sport, whatever it is, sport they're playing, whether it be track, cross country, basketball, volleyball, you know, whatever it is, I feel like that passion for the game is unmatched. Yeah, I, I agree 100% for sure. I said that was the last question, but I have to ask you, um, did you, have you been following, like, the AAF? I have. They just suspended their operation. Yeah, it was really a bummer. I, um, um, I, I was really surprised because they had so much coverage, and they were like, it seemed like they were doing so well. Yeah, um, they have another TV contract with TVS, ESPN, and everything. I actually looked into uh, their open tryouts, and they, they said they were holding open tryouts there. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay in uh, Los Angeles. And I was honestly going to save up money to go for a tryout. So. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you didn't get in too deep before that. But like, it's just yeah. such, it's so hard to imagine, like, having that, doing that. And then, like, you're, one day you're just like, all right, it's over. And I, someone I, I'm kind of Twitter friends with, she was helping consult them on, like, their athletic development side and, like, their like, on their personal side, and she was just talking about how most of these guys came to AAF because they didn't have, football was all they had, you know, they didn't have any, like, they had been kind of, kind of left out of, or not left out, but, like, their education wasn't great, you know, they weren't prepared, they weren't prepared for life outside of football, and so that is one thing I think that you have, you know, you, you, you know, you have a path after football, and, it's just kind of yeah. kind of the bonus, so that's that's really great. And yeah, one of the greatest sayings or quotes that I ever heard in my life was from my favorite football player ever, Troy Polamalu. Yeah. Forty three, first year, and 
He had a documentary, and uh, one of the things he said is, football isn't who we are, it's what we do. Mm. You know? I think yeah. ever since I heard that, it kind of resonated with me. It's like, yeah, I, I love playing football, and I enjoy doing it so much, but it isn't who I am. It doesn't control what I do. You know, It's not who I am, but it's what I do. It's a part of who I am, but it's not me as a whole. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's just a way for you to kind of further promote your yourself and your community you know it's yeah exactly it's a a, a vehicle yeah absolutely well awesome okay so final thing do you have a pick for the final four like the championship michigan state okay yeah i i kind of want them to just because you take out duke you kind of deserve it yeah i want them to for all the backlash that tom Izzo got about his coaching style on twitter everyone was questioning him for him yelling at one of his players aggressively and everything like that and there was this big old debate going on on Twitter and I, I'm one I'm one advocate for that type of coaching I mean you just have to understand where they're coming from I mean I yeah. view coaches as old players basically you know they're, they're competing just like we are they're, yeah. they're competing and they're, they're in that moment with you just as much you know what I mean so I, I respect that and I mean it takes a different kind of athlete and a different level of maturity to understand that level of coaching but I feel like it, it goes more, it goes further than just trying to sugarcoat everything. Right. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's knowing which athletes respond, how athletes respond to what coaching and knowing what to get out. And like you saw how many people were coming out and supporting. And it's just, yeah, it was kind of, it, I felt like it was kind of taken, like it was just kind of the outrage culture that we have now <laughs> about everything. And um, no, I think that's, yeah, that's a really great really great point and I yeah it'll, I, I think it'll be interesting I mean at least the past the lead eight were really great games so we shall yeah, see yeah. we shall see and let me know if there's anything I can do for you connections grad school like any of that stuff if you need any kind of help reference anything I am here happy to do that and I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna upload this tonight I'm actually gonna announce that I'm taking a job um I am going to be a professor at Linfield College it's a d3 school out out in Portland it's close to Portland Oregon where I used to live when I worked at Nike and all that and um but I'm gonna be like their first kind of full-time sport management person there um so thank you yeah I'm really excited I I kind of when you talk about like athletes being slotted into majors that's definitely how sport management is definitely viewed and so we're in the school of business and I'm like really pushing like we have to make sure they're ready for the business like for me I'm like I don't want fans I want people who want to be like in the business of sports you know so that's really and I honestly I don't know if there's any other native it may men or women like in sport management like I know everyone was like oh are you gonna go into like native studies and I was like well that's not really my background so I struggled I struggled a lot with that but I'm really I'm really excited and there's tons of native communities out in Oregon so I'm like gonna try to build the relationships with the college between them and so I'm really excited and plus it'll be you know recruiting students and athletes and all that too so yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, I'm going to make this podcast like my official announcement. So, um, and yeah, and I just really, I'm going to continue. I want to make, so one, whenever you finish your degree or whenever you want to come on and talk about kind of your next 
whatever whatever you need to promote on you know your community involvement just let me know because I definitely want to make it like a recurring guest situation so it's not just a one-time thing yeah definitely I mean I I have a very very like I have this uh end-all project that I'm really trying to put together in format right now uh very obviously got a few years before we get all that started but I'd love to talk to you more about it I feel like you'd really really enjoy the idea behind the business I'm trying to start I guess absolutely absolutely yeah I'm all I'm all about it I'm like I get people asking me all the time it's like how can we make you know do some kind of business or initiative for native athletes and that's like this is kind of the start of that for me like having this podcast and it's like how just you know how can we grow it from here that's like the end goal so we'll definitely have to uh chat more and kind of keep both of us kind of keep growing and kind of it's it's funny because I feel like we're kind of we're taking the like we're we're taking the paths that are like kind of conventional but we're do we're kind of using them to our advantage you know like taking taking what taking advantage of these opportunities and that's what it's all about so awesome awesome well so great to talk to you i'll send you all the info once i get this posted so you can post it on your social media and we can get more people listening we can get everyone sharing and all that and then they'll hopefully we can talk to other people and you know make it yeah, make definitely. it there is a kid uh down here he actually signed to play basketball at uh the south dakota school of mines uh he's first team all state uh basketball player great kid i mean he's pretty sure he, he's got like close to a 4.0 gpa and stuff like that but um his name's alejandro rama uh, i'm actually talking to him right now i'm uh, send him your name i'll send him vice versa uh send you his stuff like that maybe you can get in contact with him but yeah, yeah, he's great. He's doing everything uh, the right way. I mean, he's all he he's got a team that he coaches. He helps out with the youth. I mean, he he's a great great spotlight. I feel like he he deserves a lot of credit. Yes. He's doing great things. Yes, I will, I would love to have him on. That would be great. And yeah, just give him my contact info, and we'll get it we'll get it set up. Oh uh, yeah, awesome. Awesome. All right, thanks, Eric. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Okay, talk to you soon. Okay.